Hey, I'm Steve Follin. Thanks for downloading another episode of Being Freelance. And this one is supported by Pension B, the flexible pension for the self-employed. They make it easy to contribute as much or as little as you like, as often as you like. Get set up in minutes and then get back to business. And if you've got existing pensions, it's easy to bring them together. Start saving for a future beyond being freelance. Download the app or head to pensionb.com. Serious bit, Pension B is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. With investments, your capital is at risk. And right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance. For illustrator, Levi Jacobs. It was a bit hard to make the leap from like full freelance because, you know, you, you, you don't earn enough with your freelancing. But if you're having this side job, it also takes a lot of time from the freelancing so so yeah it's kind of this leap of faith if there was a formula or a strategy to get some kind of clients i would do it but i don't i don't know they just reach out to me and uh, sometimes uh, uh, it's super interesting and sometimes it's, it's nothing the hard thing for me uh, as a freelancer is you can be super motivated or working really hard, uh, but you're still being a little bit dependent of a favor factor or something of the client reaching out to you. Because if, if they don't, then you don't have work. So that's also, you know, a bit insecurity. You know, everything can be over tomorrow. You never know. Yeah, so there is Levy, um, who is a Dutch illustrator who's based in Rotterdam. And I will just point out, right, that Levy is spelt L-E-V-I. And I'm saying that simply because you might already follow who you think is Levi Jacobs on um, on Instagram, because tons of people do. His work is amazing. But yes, Levy Jacobs is how you pronounce it. And Levy is the guest on this week's episode. So, so really looking forward to hearing from him. How are you? You well? Thank you so much for all of your comments about last week's episode with Frankie. Lots of you enjoying that. Don't forget, myself and Frankie do collaborate on our own podcast. It's called Doing It For The Kids. So please do search for that. Come find us over there as well. Go to beingfreelance.com slash shop and you will find loads of new merch in there. Not just the infamous Being Freelance mugs. There's the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, the hoodies. Um, Some really nice designs in there. Take a look beingfreelance.com slash shop and get yourself some of those and uh, of course there's the course so if you're new to freelancing maybe you've been doing it just a little bit maybe you're in the first year or you're thinking about going full-time freelance I'd really recommend you check it out there is a 30-day money back guarantee you can also see a list of everything that is included in the curriculum if i may call it that and feel like a proper teacher thanks very much no talking at the back um so what have you got to lose everything to gain i'd say Uh, i mean i would say that admittedly but that's the whole point of the guarantee point so yeah if you know someone who's starting out as well please do tell them about it i put a lot of effort into that course and it it's really rewarding to see it make such a difference to so many people but i'd love it to help even more so if you know someone who could do with it please do point them in its direction just click on course at beingfreelance.com let's crack on chat to this week's guest we're off to rotterdam to chat to freelance illustrator Levy jacobs hey Levy. Hey. <laughs> As ever, how about we get started hearing how you got started 
being freelance? Uh, yeah, that's uh, like a whole uh, story. I hope so. <laughs> uh, but uh, I studied uh, graphic design for four years. And uh, when I finished that, I was still pretty young and not ready to go into the big bad world so i thought oh, i need to stay in school as long as possible so then i studied four years illustration at the art school then money and time run out so i have to <laughs> uh you know start working eventually and yeah if you if you are studying like in art school then they teach you maybe something about art if you're lucky then you're graduating and you want to start working and then it's like freelancing is kind of a evil necess- necessity, you know. Uh, <laughs> you d- you don't want to, but there's no, you know, for an illustrator, it has to be freelancing. When I didn't have a clue how to do that, and you know, when I when I graduated, I was also a bit, um, you know, I didn't had really an easy time in school, so I was a bit, um, how you say that demotivated <laughs> I, I was you know I, I i didn't want to draw anymore and that was the reason why when i started doing this study because i love drawing that was the thing i liked the most in the world and then i finished art school and i, I didn't like it at all anymore uh, so yeah i needed some time to figure out uh, what i really wanted to do and in the meantime i was still kind of living as a student so I fled into drinking and partying and, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't have money coming in. So um, I lived pretty cheap, anti-squatting. Yeah, eventually I thought, just uh, fuck it. Um, I want to become an illustrator and, and I'm trying to focus on it. So I'm, I need to regain some confidence. Um, so I started to draw again and... I told myself I'm going to do it only on my way. So I forgot all the things the teachers make me insecure with. I, I just started drawing the things I want to do. Uh, but yeah, that, that's still a big step from like loving drawing again to getting jobs. And I still didn't have a clue how to do that. Um, and I also couldn't even find a side job. Um, so imagine... Uh, uh, yeah, finding like a freelance job was also impossible. I, I didn't know how to approach it because when I was still uh, in school, uh, we had to do an internship and the internship was also to work as a freelancer. So what I did was like I sent out like 30 emails to possible clients and art directors and I got only one response and it was, oh, sorry, we don't have anything for you. So I thought, okay, that that's not the way. But yeah, in the, in the meantime, trying to uh, become a freelancer, I also had to yeah, find a way how to live and pay my rent and uh, all these things. Eventually, I had to uh, leave my house, so I couldn't live there anymore. They they starting to tear the building down, so everybody had to go away. So I moved to another uh, city, and that is Rotterdam, where I still live. Uh, so it felt like uh, a fresh new start and I got a side job. I w- uh, started working at a burger restaurant. Uh, I kind of had to lie about my resume to get in, but yeah, I got the job and uh, so I had the income. Um, 
And I also, I did this part-time. And in the uh, other days, I uh, did kind of an internship. And the internship was with a guy uh, who did photography and had his own um, gallery. So it was not really something I was uh, uh, wanted to do. Uh, but he, uh, at least he, he, he gave me some like uh, more uh, insights in how the art world works. And he also connected me with this art director. And um, this art director gave me the opportunity to get my first assignment. And that was a cover for a Dutch magazine. And so when I got this job, I saw it as an opportunity and I worked really hard on it to do my best. And eventually the magazine gave me like a weekly column illustration, just something really small, but I got like a, yeah, like a weekly assignment. And that was really nice because I had something to publish every week and it gave me some, some training uh, also to uh, yeah, develop my uh, style a little bit better. So yeah, when I did this job, I started to get a little bit momentum with doing this job. I got also other uh, small clients and yeah, that, uh, yeah, that started to set everything off. Uh, but I still had a side job and it was a bit hard to make the leap from like full freelance because, you know, you, you, you don't earn enough with your freelancing. But if you're having this side job, it also takes a lot of time from the freelancing. So, so yeah, it's kind of this leap of faith and uh, it was a bit hard to make for me. So eventually uh, I kind of sabotaged my side job and got fired and <laughs> then i hadn't didn't have a choice so uh, <laughs> then i was finally like a freelancer i think and uh yeah, even when i when i got in this momentum then it only went upwards and yeah so that started kind of my uh career <laughs> wow there's a few things um I mean, first of all, I'm glad you got your love of illustration back because it's really sad that it yeah. got knocked out of you. But when you got that side job at the burger restaurant and you're doing the internship, how were you like putting yourself out into the world? Like, were, did you have anything to show? Did you have a website? Did you have, you know, uh, some sort of other online portfolio? What What was there of you then? You know, when I when I didn't have uh, like any jobs, uh, th- this period took like maybe three years, maybe even more. Uh, but I didn't have like assignments. But I, but my strategy was just, you know, when I found my love for illustrating back, I just thought, you know, these four years of art school were kind of a waste of time. Like, um, not not really, but I didn't have. I felt like I didn't have any work where I'm proud of. So I need to uh, build up a portfolio. So uh, my strategy was just to make as much as possible, but just for myself w- without an assignment. That also trains yourself and help, helps to develop a style. And uh, for me, it really helped to, um, uh, you know, if, if you don't have a client, it feels like your work is never published. But with social media, uh, I just post my finished work on social media. And then it still felt like 
it's published you know it's it's out in the world um so it feels like you're you're your own client and yeah so so that really helps for me to make stuff so yeah social media and then i uh yeah i already had a website it was kind of the thing we had to do in school and uh so i updated my website with all all newer work and uh that was also what i could show the this art director so yeah i I think um for me it was the work was already there and the motivation was there only i didn't know how to reach out to possible clients so you're saying that it was like a three-year period when you were working at the restaurant and doing um, no no the, these three years were like i didn't have any side job i was just like uh don't didn't do anything uh well i was just really poor <laughs> oh that was the three of, years w- 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 when yeah. you were like living as a student as you put it yeah after graduation so then how long was the period when you moved to rotterdam and were working one job whilst you know trying to develop maybe also two or years wow. two years i think so to be fair, you were used to living with quite low overheads yeah. when you decided to sabotage. Some people might resign. You decided to sabotage one job so that you'd have that leap of faith. How yeah. did you then go about getting more work in? You, you know, I had this like uh, one week uh, uh, thing. So every week in mm. illustration. From there, I got some other small editorial illustrations. So So I kind of... Uh, became an editorial illustrator and um, I still don't know how these clients fight me because I, I don't didn't do anything for it I just uh, the work I finish I just put it on my social media and I think I guess they found me through that or maybe people saw uh, my weekly illustration in the in the magazine and I don't know it, it felt like I just had like a, a way in into this world and then if you're in they find you more easily, I think. I still don't know how. <laughs> so really, it just started ticking over from there. You didn't do anything different. It's just that the work was coming. Yeah, I think if I look back to it, I, I think I just worked hard. I made a lot. And uh, it took a long time that that people discovered my work, in a sense. So I was already working hard, only I didn't have clients. So that's the, that's the only thing what changed over the time. Yeah. And to put things in perspective, how many years ago now are we talking about then since you got that regular? I graduated in 2010. So, uh, yeah, then five years struggle, <laughs> kind of. Um, working then maybe seven years uh, as a freelancer, kind of. I, I don't really... Uh, I'm a person who thinks back. I always try to think in the moment and try to look forward. So <laughs> Nice. I'm forcing you to look back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is interesting, though, because that means it was about 2015 then that you really went freelance, right? Yeah, yeah, could be. Because when I was checking out your website, I remember seeing that you'd won awards in say 2015 2017 that sort of time yeah then i was still working at the burger restaurant that's also (laughs) a good story actually you know uh uh, that was also a a really like a a point where i was thinking what i'm doing here uh because uh we made this uh animation video uh uh where i made uh, the drawings and uh an other guy 
I was collaborating with uh, did the animation and all the rest kind of. And he told me like, oh, uh, we are participating at this award show. Uh, and uh, it was like in two stages. And he said like, can you also come to this award show? Because we, we are in the running for this. And I, I thought, okay, I have to work, you know, I have to, <laughs> I have to flip burgers. Uh, that, that's, that, you know, I don't have time. And I was also not thinking that, that we, we were uh, winning anything because, you know, I'm not an animator. I'm more an illustrator. And we were in the running for an animation prize. So I thought, okay, uh, we are not winning anyway because we are not even proper animators. And then he was uh, calling me uh, like, uh, yeah, uh, we won. I was on the stage. We got this award and stuff. And and I was like uh, in a sweaty, hot kitchen, uh, stressing to to uh, to you know to finish all these uh, burgers for the dining service. So I thought, okay, yeah, I'm doing something wrong here. <laughs> so that was through a collaboration. Have collaborations been important to you? Have you done lots? Um, I think uh, every uh, job you're doing for clients is, in a way, a collaboration because it's not your your whole free work. You, you work with a with a briefing. So these are all collaborations, and I think the best result is when you have a good connection with. Uh, art director or when you have a lot of freedom or yeah so yeah it could work well but not always of course and does that mean with various art directors or editors that you build those relationships with them like would it be common that you might get rehired by particular people um almost every job i get is kind of a new new job only for editorial stuff or newspapers i have like um continuous work for them and then you have this relation with an art director uh but but the most most things i'm doing is just uh like a one-time job only with in the editorial uh, world uh, if you work for the same magazine then then usually it's with the same art director so without like pushing yourself too much work was kept coming in but if i look at you know some of the clients that you've worked with from your website be it like Netflix or Nike or Apple or that there's some big names on this list yeah how did you end up working with clients of that nature yeah it's like uh, I'm also amazed by it sometimes but but it's just uh, kind of the only way people can reach out to me is through my email and it's just I found an email like hey we want to work with you and uh, that can be like big clients or smaller clients and i just you know now in a kind of a luxury position uh, that that i can choose the the fun things to do but yeah you know like i said i had a long struggle where i didn't have any client so uh, i'm happy with uh, with everything I, I i can do and if there was a formula or a strategy to get some kind of clients um you know i i I would do it, but I don't. I don't know. They just reach out to me, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, it's super interesting, and sometimes it's, it's nothing. So yeah, mm. it's a bit lucky, I think. That's also the the thing, like uh, the hard thing for me uh, as a freelancer is you can be super motivated or working really hard, uh, but you still 
being a little bit dependent of a favor factor or something of the client reaching out to you because if if they don't then you don't have work so that's also you know a bit insecurity you know everything can be over tomorrow you never know you know <laughs> but so far all of those tomorrows have brought you new opportunities how have you found working with those bigger clients like you had no training in the business side of things how have you got on with it yeah i think um it's it's a bit trial and error you just um um yeah just doing things on intuition doesn't really matter if 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 you work with an art director or with a representing a big big client or a smaller one uh, it's also yeah maybe the personal click you have with someone and the briefing you know what they actually want from you with yeah it's it's a lot of variables with that doesn't mean that uh, uh, working for a bigger client is so much different than working for like a local newspaper or something it's kind of the same only maybe mm-hmm. some more contracts especially american uh, clients why what happens with american clients yeah they always have a lot of more rules and contracts and uh, these kind of things and here in europe i feel it's more like based on kind of trust mm. that's my experience Yes, yeah, so there is Levy. How cool is he? Uh, more from his story in a moment. But I just want to say thanks to Ahrefs because they are sponsoring this episode as well. Ahrefs have their amazing webmaster tools that you can use to boost your SEO, to get yourself higher in search engine rankings. I deliberately didn't say Google. Other ones are available. It's your Google Ahrefs Webmaster Tools is such an amazing thing. You tell it what your website is and then it audits it and prioritises the needed changes to improve your search rankings. Imagine what you could achieve as more traffic starts coming in your direction. If the idea of getting Google to work with you sounds confusing, Ahrefs also offers helpful tutorials on search engine optimization. Honestly, we've put the effort into creating your website. Now help as many people get to see it as you can. Go to hrefs.com slash A-W-T and see what the heck I'm talking about. Ahrefs is spelled A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. And thank you very much to the team at Ahrefs for supporting this episode. Right, let's get back to chatting to Levy. Obviously, part of you refining your love was by doing your own work. You know, you didn't have client briefs to work to. You were doing your own thing. Do you still do your own thing? You know, that's a a good question, actually, because when, you know, the last two years, Corona, I was uh, thinking a little bit about that because I, I, when I eventually got the momentum and starting doing a lot of jobs, it felt like something really nice. Finally, I I can, can work and then you want to do a lot and, you know, everything could be over tomorrow. So you want to do it now. And (laughs) then if this period of getting a lot of work uh, stays going on for a few years you know the more time you work for clients the less time you work for your own projects you know your free stuff and in the beginning it was the other way around i, I made so many things free work for myself uh, so in the beginning it was also really hard to work for clients you know my first cover for this uh, magazine it took me like three days to just think about what i want to make uh, now I'm so comfortable in working for clients that when I'm 
you know, doing something for myself. I just don't know what, what to do, you know? <laughs> so I, I was really like a bit uh, worried because you live in this kind of flow and you work so much that you don't uh, stand still with, with what you're actually doing. Your creative, is your creative level still on point, you know? Uh, because in this flow, you, you also don't have time to uh, be insecure or, or overthink things and so i thought i need to take time to to start getting more into the free work so what i did is um you know i work from my home that works just better for me focusing uh but i thought okay i'm also missing a little bit the social aspect so i'm hiring a studio like together with other artists and i be there like one or two days a week and when i'm there i'm only doing free work so that helps me to focus more on the creative part. And I also bought a, a, a Viso printer. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's like this old printing machine. And uh, it's a great way to print art, like publish your own zines or uh, uh, your own posters. And you can sell them. But it was for me more to you know, focus a bit more on the creative part, the free work. And I also started um, a collective with uh, friends, also illustrator friends. So now I, I'm, I'm starting up this whole side thing that distracts me a little bit from my client work. But uh, for me, it feels that I'm now a little bit more on balance. I'm still figuring out how to, uh, how to, to do that, how to balance these two. Uh, uh, but yeah, for me, uh, yeah, that's that's a new project i'm doing like experiment nice so it's a good distraction from your client work yeah that's it's something I, I i want to do like i don't want to work every day for clients so so i force myself to at least have one day working on my personal stuff and by going to the studio you know that there is no client work i'm only working with this riso printer and uh, making my own work i love that so much and is there like a I know a community in, around that studio. You, you, as in, you get to mix with other people. Yeah, I, sh- I shared a space with uh, with three other artists, uh, and I also started uh, th- this uh, um, collective with my friends. And uh, uh, now we are doing these collaboration uh, things with our own print publishing things, like these zines and uh, prints. And we also go to these uh, like uh, zine events and markets. And yeah, that's a whole like a whole new scene for me, like a different scene than I'm doing my client work in. So, yeah, and I feel more like uh, that, that's that's getting my creativeness like on point again. So good, but then that sort of creative freedom, does that then feed back into your client work? Yeah, that, that's, that's what I want, you know, because if you're in this uh, zone working all the time, then I don't know anymore what I'm doing. You know the clients are still satisfied, but I feel I'm in this uh, in this machine. You know, I I don't have time to to play with 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 the creativeness. Tell me a bit more about the collective then that you started. Yes, basically, um, you know, illustrators are more like uh, all, all like um, a bit like loners. I think if I if I talk for myself, because you always work alone. Yeah, you work with clients, but most of my clients are like 
it's it's like digi- digital, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't see these in 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 reality, and uh, I I do have a lot of uh, yeah friends il- illustrators also who experience the same, and I thought uh, it's cool that we you know it's hard to collaborate if if we are all this control freaks, uh, but if we are having this collective, we can still uh, inspire each other and. And, uh, and and publish stuff together, and, and it's also a bit social. You know, we, we're going to these events, and it's not actually about selling our work for me that much, but it's more about meeting other people, other artists, and uh, yeah, for me that really uh, really works. It's it's just um, a nice different thing than what I'm usually doing with my work. So good. So I I love the fact that you're separating like um you know you you've got your homework days you've got your studio days um mm-hmm. but how do you find sort of like separating work life or like the work life balance thing in general Yeah that's uh, kind of hard especially because I work uh, at home <laughs> and uh, uh you know if you're at home there's also a lot of distraction uh, but I when I used to work um in a studio before I was so distracted when I came home. I didn't even get any work done. So, no, this works really well for me. But still, you know, uh, I used to feel really guilty if I uh, was relaxing or uh, doing fun things and I didn't have my work finished. Because I think as a as an artist of creative, you're always uh, working, even if it's in your mind. You're thinking about things all the time. But now I've figured a way out to, um, uh, you know, to tell myself that uh, doing fun things is important also for your work because it gets creativity and uh, so so yeah now now I can do f- fun things or relax or without fe- feeling guilt too much but yeah it's it's difficult it it uh, used to be really difficult for me do you manage to take holidays vacations uh yeah uh, sure but um you know even if i'm on a holiday i, I still check my email because I think maybe I missed this big opportunity, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's still hard. I, I can't never, I never can like uh, fully stop working, I guess. But I think it, it, it's it's easy to be to be a workaholic if you're doing something you love. Uh, so I also don't mind that much. And you mentioned creating your own work and prints that you could sell, though, even if it's not about that you have. How often, like, do you? Basically, what I'm getting at here, Levy, is that I was looking on your website and they're all sold out. So I'm just wondering when oh, there yeah. might be a new one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. How often might you create something new? You know that this this whole like side thing, having this studio and having this uh, printer and publishing and having this collective, you know, th- this um, is already getting out of hand a little bit because I feel <laughs> like I'm. I'm investing a little bit time in this side thing, uh, but it, it, you know this also grows a little bit. Uh, so we are already getting like these exhibitions with uh, uh, with uh, collective we just started, and also these prints. Uh, it, it, I only make things in limited edition, and I have this web shop, and if I put them on there, they're like sold out really quick. If I go to this market, they don't sell this quick. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, it's it's a bit strange how it works. Uh, 
it's also a lot of work if you have to go every day to the, to the post office with all these uh, prints and stuff. It <laughs> could, could be like, uh, if, if you uh, take this more serious, it could be like a full-time thing, maybe. But this is also mm. not my ambition. It ne- needs to be like fun and uh, yeah, doesn't I don't want this part to feel as work again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you know they sold out, and uh, people ask me when 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 are you gonna make a new print? And I don't know, just when I feel like. <laughs> you know. And so you say they sell out quickly. Is that purely from like your Instagram audience, for example? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think um, uh, Instagram is for me like uh, a good connection with the uh, outside world. And if I post something on Instagram, th- then you have a, yeah, you have an audience who yeah who sees that you sell something, and then it goes faster. Yeah, definitely mm. that works. Yeah, I love them very much. You, you uh, of course, go to beingfreelance.com. We'll put links through as we do for all of our guests. And so you can find uh, Lavi's work and um, check out what... Hey, by the time you listen to this and you click on it, you never know in years to come, there might be another print uh, sitting there after all. <laughs> How often do you post to Instagram out of interest? It, once upon a time, it was something that you were doing very regularly. Yeah, uh, I think... Uh... You know, I have quite a few followers on Instagram, and I think I was lucky that uh, when I started with Instagram, there were not these uh, stupid algorithms. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, then then it was e- easier to uh, gain uh, a following. I think now it's a bit harder. So, yeah, I don't care too much about it anymore. I just post something when I finish something. Hmm. Could be like once a week or once in two weeks or could be like three times a week i don't don't have a strategy or anything in that and what i noticed correct me if i'm wrong is that you seem to let your work and maybe this helps because obviously you work in a visual medium but you let your work speak for you as in you don't seem to have so much of your personality or your face for sure oh yeah uh, you're a mystery man um doesn't you, you don't seem to put yourself out online in that way yeah exactly that, that's also something i i chose to do you know uh, nowadays you see that like also illustrators or other uh, artists are becoming these like um, media personalities or influencers or how to say uh but yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty uh, introvert guy and for me like that's also why i start posting because because that was an easy way to get your work out in the world you, you don't have to go to these um, networking things or go with your portfolio to other actors nowadays you you can just easily just throw your work online and then it's in the world and for me that was really like a a, a nice nice thing and yeah i also don't like to be on photos and i also don't like to post them you know i think if i if i was not an illustrator or artist then i wouldn't even have an instagram or social media <laughs> um yeah I, I i think i'm from a different generation you know <laughs> i'm from the time that was not even uh internet and when facebook just started i thought that's so weird that people just through their whole lives on online you know uh so i still have this a little bit uh you know 
sometimes I post a photo, uh, you know, like work in progress of, or if I'm working on a mural or anything, or like people make photos of you and then, then maybe I will share it. But yeah, I don't really like to post photos of myself. So I focus more on my work. Yeah, I th- I think I found one video that showed you doing a mural. So it was every now and again uh, you catch a glimpse of your face <laughs> or yes. more of your hands. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good... I'm just a shy, shy person, I think. Do you know, honestly, what I love about it is the fact that it goes to show that you don't have to be doing that. Like you're f- you're having the success the way you want it without feeling like you have to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why everything went so slow in my career, uh, because I'm not not really like this person uh, who's doing uh, acquisition or getting out there or like presenting uh, their work really well or talking about their work. Uh, yeah, that's just not me. But you know, eventually, even I can make it work. I think it just takes <laughs> takes a lot more time, I guess. Now, Levy, I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself to make two true, one a lie, and let me figure out the lie. What do you have for me? All right. Okay, the, f- the first thing is I never owned a car in my life, but once I borrowed one and I managed to park it on a concrete block uh, with like four wheels from the ground balancing. <laughs> okay. Okay, then the next one is... Uh, yeah, I have this, uh, I don't know how you call it in English, like this phone call anxiety phobia, you know, that I really like hate doing phone calls and I never pick up my phone. But I also uh, used to work in a call center. <laughs> the final one uh, is that when I was young, 17 or 18, uh, I was a European judo champion under 18. And after that, I stopped doing uh sport in general so i never did any sports afterward these are good facts okay i mean to be honest like the fact that you've never had a car like that feel that would have been a good fact in itself but then you went further and said but you did borrow (laughs) a car and somehow achieved the impossible of parking it so that it was balanced basically on its undercarriage on a concrete block yeah, the, these are these blocks like rounded off on the top. We have this funny word uh, for it in Dutch, but I, I I don't know how you call it in English. But it's like this half meter high block. And so what happened? You you accidentally like drove on top of it? Yeah, basically, I called my uh, father uh, be, because it was uh, my mom's car actually. Uh, but I called my father and and he he came over and. Uh, uh, we uh, pushed just the thing from the from the block, basically, yeah. And it was snowing, by the way, so that helped uh, maybe because it, it was covered with ice, so it, it slided a little bit over the block. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, that feels true. Next, you have a phone call phobia, and yet you used to answer the phones in a call centre. Did that yeah. mean every time it, the phone rang that you came out in sweats like how how does it present itself what happened this job was actually at a at a newspaper and uh, i was hired to do like um, easy uh, desktop publishing stuff but the day i was hired i i was new also with another girl 
and uh, it was like these two parts like one was the, the part where you did the, the desktop publishing and the other uh, part like like this island of desks what that they were doing the the phone calls and this girl was like a half an hour working there she was she was crying and she didn't want to do it anymore so because i also was new they asked me hey levy do you want to change jobs uh, and i thought no this is the worst thing you can ask me but i was thinking if i say no maybe i don't have a job at all so i said yeah okay maybe just for this one day and then uh, we'd switched and I, I did this job ever since. Finally, you were the under-18 judo champion. European ju- judo champion. European? Yeah. Where was the competition when you became that? Yeah, it was uh, Dusseldorf, Germany. Yeah, it was, was just a competition. And, uh, and, and if, you, if you win, you get a medal. And then you're the European champion under-18. And you have these categories. So I was, I was in the minus... Uh, 65 kilograms category. So why did you give it up? You know, I was um, uh, 18 there or 17. I don't remember. But that time I uh, was really busy with studying. And if you want to become like a competition judoka, then uh, yeah, you have to train almost every day. And uh, yeah, it was a bit hard. I, I didn't saw a future in judo. And even if you are a professional, then uh, you don't... Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to earn a living. You know, it's not like if you are a football player, for example. So I I try to think I have another career uh, instead of mm. this judo. So this was kind of the high point, and I thought, okay, more than this, I I can't uh, uh, achieve. So this was a good ending of uh, of this judo career. <sighs> okay, do you know I am stumped, Levy, because. I believe them all. <laughs> the The car story is weird, but I guess if you like, if you approached a concrete block at the right angle, maybe you could get on top of it and then not be able to get up. Like, and then the fo- like the story checked out. I love the story of calling your dad and pushing it off. Like that feels true. And then the judo one really feels true. There's a lot of detail in there. Oh, I don't know. Then the second one. About the phone call phobia, like that's quite odd. <laughs> but no, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that one is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that one's a lie. I don't think you worked in a call center with a phone call phobia. Okay, um, that's wrong. I was never a European judo champion under eighteen. <sighs> Not even a Dutch champion. <laughs> I like the fact, though, that in making the lie, you didn't think, no, do you know what? If I'm going to lie, I'm not just going to be the Dutch champion. I'm going to be the European champion. Yeah, because the Dutch champion was not not that impressive, I think. I like that. (laughs) Oh, well done. You win. Okay. Now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? I think I would say, like, uh, even if it's really hard and you're struggling, uh, just keep believing in yourself and it's really important to just get going because eventually uh, it's it's all worth it. Levy, it's been so good to talk to you. Go to beingfreelance.com as ever. With all of our guests, there are links through and you've got to check out the website as well, uh, Levy's website. If only, I love, it's hypnotic, that gif that you have at the top. 
it's kind of like your logo, but it's like a morph of illustrations. And I, it's so hypnotic. I love it. Oh, thanks. Go to beingfreelance.com and uh, uh, also go check out uh, Levy's work on Instagram. Uh, there's loads of other guests there. There's also links through to the course if you're uh, new to freelancing and, uh, of course, the community. You don't need to be alone being freelance. Come find us. At, all the links are at beingfreelance.com. But for now, Levy, thank you so much and all the best being freelance. Yeah, thank you for uh, for having me. Levy is very, very cool, isn't he? And do you know what? After we chatted, he sent me a picture of those um, of the concrete block that he managed to get a car stuck on top of. <laughs> it's not insubstantial. I'm not into. I'm still not sure how on earth. It must have really got it the right angle. Maybe it was helped by the fact that it had snow on it. Uh, anyway, uh, really great to chat to him. And um, I do recommend checking out The Collective as well that he talked about because I've been following them as well now on Instagram and uh, have already bought one of the prints which I saw and there's some lovely work. So, yes, um, thanks very much to Levy for his time. And you know what? I just want to say as well, because I love talking to people from all around the world and I'm also constantly in awe of those for whom English isn't their first language and then they just knock it up the park with just such wonderful turns of phrases and insight and do you know what I mean? Like I can, I wish I could do that in another language. I'm barely comprehensible in my own language. So always, always, not just thankful that they have the confidence to come on and speak in a language that isn't their own, but um, but the fact that they do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, thank you very much, both to Levy and to everybody else who has ever done that, and will continue to do it. You rock. I mean, you're rubbish at parking. <laughs> but you rock. Okay, I'm out of here. Uh, I'll see you for another one very soon indeed. Or, of course, in the Being Freelance community. Come join us as the link at beingfreelance.com. All right, you have a great week. Being Freelance. Being Freelance.